You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, episode 71. You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, where we believe business can be simple and you can use your intuition to run towards your goal. Self-made business and success coach, Lindsay Maloney, helps you start and scale your dream coaching business. With her step-by-step intuitive and creative guidance, you'll leave ready to put her tips into action, push your business forward, and work with your dream clients. Lindsay is here to help you get unstuck and structure your brilliance into a coaching business that's sustainable and financially exhilarating. Here's your host, Lindsay Maloney. Today's episode is all about Instagram, and LMA is our leader with this platform. LMA is an Instagram strategist and business mentor. She's the creator of the InstaFame formula, which is a six step process that works for growing any Instagram account despite all the algorithm changes. And she spends her days teaching personal brands and businesses how to build their Instagram following organically and turn it into a lead and opportunity generation machine for their life and business. You are definitely going to want to take notes on this episode. It is so good. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Ella, thank you so much for being on the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So why don't you just start by introducing yourself and sharing with everyone what you do and who you serve? Yeah, absolutely. So so my name's Ella May. Um, I am the founder of the InstaFame, or the creator, I should say, of the InstaFame formula. So this is a six-step formula to get any Instagram account rocking, growing, high engagement, and mo- most importantly, monetizing it. Um, I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you're putting time, energy, and effort into something, you should be getting a rate of return on it. Um, so, and then for what I do, I like for, for who I serve, sorry, I work with mainly personal brands and businesses and I help them turn their Instagram account into a lead and opportunity generating machine. I love what you do. I've been following you. You did a free class for my Facebook group and you're so knowledgeable about Instagram. I love that you, it seems like you know all these secret things that nobody else knows. So why in the world did you decide to be like the detective and the first one to know about Instagram? Why did you decide to dive into that? Oh my gosh. Good question. Uh, I, I never, ever thought that Instagram would be part of my business. There was, there was a, like no plan around that. So what happened was I was always a really independent kid. I really liked doing things on my own. And I always had this really strong entrepreneurial drive, but I never really knew how to channel it. And like, I'm 32 now. So in my early twenties, it wasn't really the world it is today. Like it wasn't as, uh, the information wasn't as available to become an entrepreneur. So I worked jobs for way too long, um, but I had this knack for sales. So I I got recruited to some pretty like lucrative sales jobs, but it didn't matter how much I was getting paid or what, you know, what the recognition was. I hated being micromanaged and I hated having to report to somebody. And I, I really knew I wanted to do my own thing. So when I started the first, the first venture in working for myself is through some help from my mentors, I became a copywriter. I was good at sales. I was good at writing. Amazing. Put the two together. I was happy. And it was essentially just freelancing, right? So I had great clients. I was doing well. It was really fun. And I was like, okay, sweet. I'll always be a copywriter. That's going to be my thing, right? I dig it. So it was probably just over two years ago, I was writing copy and I was sort of like, you know what? 
I'm going to be an influencer. I was like, what's so special about these guys? And how did they get in front of so many people? And like, you know, I was just like, I know that I can figure this out if I really put my head down and I just, you know, like I, I learned the steps to this. Uh, like I'm like, I'm like, this is like the blogger in me, right? I'm a blogger. So I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. So I hold up in my apartment for probably a whole weekend. I sifted through like 200 YouTube videos, looked through all this stuff and I did everything they told me to do. I posted three times per day. I gave my page a color scheme. I picked a theme for my page. So I was talking primarily about fitness, did all the things. And if anything, I lost followers. <laughs> Nothing happened. Nothing. And that's when I realized, I was like, okay, there is so much fluff out there when it comes to growing an Instagram account. I'm going to figure out what actually moves the needle. And again, this was solely for personal benefit. I had no intention of ever making this part of my business. I was just like determined at this point. And I'm kind of one of those people that when I make up my mind about something, I can be like dedicated to a fault. Um, so I basically went back to the drawing board and I, you know, started sifting through way more videos and I found some key things that actually really moved the needle on an account. And I uncovered a ton of myths around Instagram. Like it's sort of like similar to if the diet industry has taught us anything, it's that if you can confuse people, you can make money off of them. <laughs> and, and Instagram has taken a similar turn, right? So I found the things that actually moved the needle, put my head down, implemented. And within about a year, I went from 1,100 to over 26,000 followers, all organic growth, uh, just by kind of sharing my opinion, doing good quality photos, using hashtags properly, you know, all these little things. And so what started to happen was my copy clients were like, yeah, yeah, we want our sales page, but like, how did you do this Instagram thing? And I was like, well, I don't know. It works on my page. Like I can try it on yours. It's just the system that I do. And they were like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So without knowing it, we took like, I kind of took on a bunch of beta accounts. And what I started to see was whether I was growing a business account, a guy's account, a girl's account, a dog's account, whatever, this formula worked really consistently. And I was sort of like, oh, this is cool. So my copy clients basically were like, okay, yeah, copies are great. That's cool. But like, can we make Instagram like our main <laughs> service with you? And I was like, well, sure. Like, well, you know, I know how to do it. Why not? And it was very organic that it kind of became the forefront of my business. And it was one of those things that I was just really interested in it. Um, and, and like, honestly, like I, I consider myself really intelligent. I, oh, I, when I was like, I used to kind of be embarrassed to tell people that I did Instagram. Cause I'm like, I always thought I would do something a little bit more academic, but I'm, I'm a really big connector. I really love getting to know people. Like that's how I think that's how we got to know each other. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I really love getting to know people and especially connecting with, um, you know, with people that are doing a little bit better than me. And we live in such an amazing world right now that we have access to all this knowledge and all these individuals. Whereas before, like when I was young, like when I was like, you know, 12, 13 or whatever, there was like those spammy, like contact any celebrity websites where there was like, you know, all these fake phone numbers and stuff. Whereas now everybody is a DM away. And so the one thing I really, really love about the platform and why I'm passionate about teaching it is the fact that this is something that can affect every single area of your life. Yes, if you're a personal brand or a small business, we can totally get you leads through there. You'll, you'll, you know, you'll generate, um, you'll generate your income, you'll generate your impact, all of that. However, having a following will also affect 
you know, you'll be able to get the products you already buy and use for free or get paid to use them. You will be able to have a huge advantage when you're traveling or going to new places or going to conferences. It's one of these things that hits every area of your lifestyle. And it's so fun to watch people step into that. And more importantly, just step into the confidence of like people who could never do videos before after we work together, like you can't get them off the camera or whatever. And you just see this new level of confidence come out of them. And you're just like, Oh man, this is awesome. Like I know this will affect so many areas of your life. And the byproduct is you get to build a following and get those advantages. Mm. I love that. I love your journey. I think it's, I think it's so cool that you kind of just let it happen to you. You didn't start out saying I'm going to be this, the, I'm going to be the Instagram strategist. You let it kind of evolve. And I think that's more of a natural progression, which is more successful, I believe. Um, so when people come to you because they're, they need help with their Instagram, what are some common struggles that they're going through? Usually people are just frustrated. They're frustrated with the platform. They're like, I'm doing all the things I'm posting. I am doing stories. I'm, you know, all this stuff and nothing's happening. And again, this kind of goes to the, like that you could call it the fluff, but essentially the muddle of information around this platform. It's become such a popular platform that there's a lot of loud voices out there that are speaking to the exception not the rule. I'm sure it's worked for people posting three times a day to build their following. I'm sure there is like, you know, the exceptions out there. However, that's not the rule. And that's not what actually grows. Like, for example, you can look at some of those popular people on Instagram, like Kendall and Kylie Jenner. They don't use hashtags. Does that mean you should use hashtags? No. Like there's different levels of impact. So generally they're pretty frustrated. They know that having a following would greatly help their personal, like their business, their personal brand, all of that. Um, but they often feel, you know, they're just kind of like throwing their hands up. They don't feel like they have the time to do this. And often they don't see, you know, like it's hard to see the, the forest through the tree. So they don't see the potential rate of return on this. Okay. So what do you think has changed dramatically a couple things between today on Instagram growing your account or not even just growing just the feel? I, I feel like it's changed so much in the last year. Mm. What are some things that come to your mind between like today, 2019 and 2018? What's what comes up for you? Oh my gosh. Tons, uh, tons. So last, like their last, like Facebook owns Instagram and WhatsApp, right? Mm -hmm. So their last fiscal year was the first year they saw everything in Facebook drop engagement, new signups, everything was down. I think it was about 15%. However, Instagram, everything was up uh, almost 30%. So Facebook has really made Instagram kind of one of the forefront of their priorities right now. And there's been a really, really intense shift that's happened specifically over the last 10 weeks. Uh, we're recording this. What date is this? We're recording this on August 31st. So in the last 10 weeks, there's been nine updates. Normally, Instagram does five updates a year. So this wow. has been huge. Uh, what's happened, and this is really interesting. I don't think we've seen the end of this yet. Maybe by the time this comes out there, you know, it'll have come full circle. But this is the first time I've ever seen Instagram uh, take the risk of pissing off their authentic users in order to weed out spam accounts, fake followers, bot accounts, all of this stuff. Uh, in the sense that normally Instagram has a set hourly limit. 
they have, uh, you know, every hour you can do 200 actions. So you can like 200 photos, comment, follow, blah, blah, right? Mm -hmm. In the past 10 weeks, what they've been doing is they've been changing the hourly limit every hour. So one hour, it's 300. The next hour, it's five. The next hour, it's seven. So what this has done, obviously, it's weeded out any sort of automation, but also there's tons of people that, you know, don't have any social media manager, don't have any growth service that are being, blo- you know, lots of you'll probably see in the like, the follow, the comment block, mm-hmm. um, that type of, even a post, like I had a posting block on mine for five days. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So the activity we're seeing is definitely, they are really, really pushing Instagram to be a very authentic community. What they've found is any time that Instagram gets salesy, engagement drops. Instagram's whole goal, you know, like the like any business, they want people on the app as often as possible, mm-hmm. seeing things that are relevant to them, probably like hopefully buying the ads so that more ad space is sold and people who are buying ads are reinvesting, right? This is why we had that original algorithm change that, you know, lots of people complained about going because originally it was chronological order right so if i was following you and you posted two seconds ago you would be the first post that i see mm-hmm. what happened though is adver- like people who are selling you know bikinis and makeup and all this stuff were taking advantage of that and posting like 18 times a day and clogging up feeds when we when that was happening what instagram saw was engagement was dropping dramatically now you could be like okay well those people could just unfollow those accounts and of course they could but stats were showing they weren't and they were just getting off of the app so instagram changed it to where now we see now we see our feed based on our activity so what i like who i follow all of this that basically means that if you and i were following the same 100 people we sat down side by side look through our phones our feed would look completely different right? Because our activity is different. So with these updates, I'm not sure, like, again, I don't think we've seen the end of this yet because it hasn't, usually once when these updates happen, it comes full circle and you're kind of like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Because Instagram's goal is never to like piss off their users. It's to create more engagement, more authenticity on the app. This is why I don't, yeah, I don't think we're at full circle with this yet because there's still some, you know, I'm still scratching my head a little bit being like, okay, what's the main goal here? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, there's been tons of updates. The main thing being they want you on the app more often. So it used to be, you probably, you know, you've probably heard this, right? It used to be within the first hour of posting whatever. That is when the majority of your likes, comments, everything would come in. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to be on the app once you put, when you post, it's really important to be on there for like the first 30 minutes replying to comments, blah, blah, because that would increase the visibility of your post, right? Like you've heard that before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now that's really dramatically changed. What we're seeing is the most amount of likes are actually coming in after six hours. I have clients showing up on the Explore page after 10 hours. We've never seen this before, but it makes sense with their goal, right? They want you on the app more often. So they're kind of trickling the exposure of your post over a longer period of time. So you're getting a notification throughout the day. So-and-so likes, so-and-so comment, and you're checking back more often. Right now, stories and IGTV are really being rewarded. Instagram, like, I don't know if you've noticed, but Facebook hates YouTube. Like, if you ever post a YouTube <laughs> link to Facebook, it's like this super crappy little thumbnail. Like, yes. they, they don't like their competitors, right? They didn't like Snapchat, so they created stories. They don't like YouTube, so they created IGTV. 
right? IGTV hasn't been going as well as they wanted it to. So this is the first time we're seeing lots of IGTV videos showing up on the Explore page. They really want people on there. So right now, uh, like, and I'm sure when this comes out, a really good thing to get into would be IGTV. Uh, if you're not, I mean, if you're not sure how to post, just Google it. It's super easy. You can put videos up to 15 minutes, longer videos if you're a larger verified account. Um, but that is a big thing I would focus on right now. The other thing is stories. This is the first time we've seen stories, like not, you know, click, not click the circle type thing, but actual stories show up on the Explore page. So stories with a call to action are really being rewarded. So that means like using the question sticker, using the poll, using the countdown, anything that encourages engagement right now, they're all for. So this has been a really interesting shift. And again, I think, I think there will still be more changes around how, when it comes to how we see our posts. Um, but it's, there's definitely, you can tell there's definitely a goal of where they're taking this that I don't think has been completely revealed yet. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And I just wrote down a bunch of questions because okay. I, I, I just kept thinking of all of this stuff. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to hit you with a bunch of rapid fire questions. Yeah, of course. So, okay. Hashtags. You talked about hashtags right away. We mm-hmm. see these bigger accounts now using them. Should we use them and how many should we use? Such a big question. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the re- like there was a recent split test done uh, before these changes where, because for a while there, it was always hashtags in the first comment, right? For about a year. Mm -hmm. It was the hashtags in the first comment got my reach. However, there was a recent split test done and they found out that hashtags in the caption actually had a 29% higher reach than hashtags in the first comment. Pretty crazy, right? Like 30% is pretty insane. They're 29, right? To be specific. However, with all these changes, I'm not like, you know, where you're going to put your hashtags just to answer first part of that question. I wouldn't worry about that right now. You can use like essentially just wait till these are over and then we can do tests based on what's best, Mm -hmm. but you get to use 30 hashtags. I would use all 30. That's 30 ways to be found. Mm -hmm. It's different. If you have some sort of a celebrity status, that's very different because people are going to find you based on a lot of different mediums, not just Instagram. But if you're a blogger, if you're a personal brand, if you're a coach, for example, and you're just starting out, you do need to get yourself out there. So when you're using hashtags, what I really like to do for at least about 10 to 15 of your hashtags, you want to make these very niche specific and if possible, under a million photos. Okay. So reason for this is you want to think of the Instagram search bar, you know, at the top of your page, you want to think of that almost like a Google search engine. So if somebody needed your service, what would they be typing in? Would it be like graphic designer, San Diego, or, you know, like nutrition coach or whatever. When you're using these specific hashtags, what happens is anyone who's actually looking for your services or interested in what you're doing or your blog or whatever has a way higher chance of coming across your photos. The under a million photos basically means you have a way higher chance of showing up in those top photos, right? Which is what the majority of people look at when they search a hashtag. Hashtags should be used to be found. Like if you're using hashtag love, that's super cute. But right, hashtag right. love right now has about 1.6 billion photos. The chances of you showing up in those top photos, I don't even know how the people who get there get there. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I, I, like I, uh, I, I honestly think eventually that will be able to be bought um, because it's so popular. 
So I would say at least about 10 to 15 of those 30 hashtags, have them be very niche specific, if, uh, if possible, under a million photos. For the other 10 to 15, just have them be, you know, you want them to be relevant to the photo. Uh, Instagram actually has pretty sophisticated like photo recognition software, the same way new iPhones can scan your face. They're able to scan photos. So for example, if you posted a photo of a mountain and you hashtag Kim Kardashian, you're probably not going to show up for that hashtag. A, because that photo has nothing, that photo has nothing to do with Kim Kardashian. And B, because people actually searching the Kim Kardashian hashtag don't want to see a photo of a mountain and that could decrease engagement, right? Mm -hmm. So I would like keep the hashtags relevant to the photo and stay away from really spammy hashtags, like the follow for follow, like for like comment, like do not use those. Those have resulted in a throttled reach. Basically your photo doesn't get as much exposure. Um, it's really, it's really, it's really similar to like what, to the shadow ban thing, which Instagram has never confirmed or denied. Um, but yeah, with hashtags, I would say definitely like your whole goal with them is to be found. Um, a great example of this is uh, like, I was, I, I travel quite a bit, right? And I was recently in Laguna, um, in Laguna beach, California. It's like a magical place. If you haven't been there. <laughs> so it's so gorgeous. Anyways, so I was in Laguna. So we're looking for a place to eat. And so I Googled, you know, restaurants in Laguna. And I kind of realized when I Google stuff, I'm going to see ads. I'm going to see places around me. And then I'm going to see basically businesses with SEO on their website. You know, businesses who are showing up on the front page, right? And then I was like, you know what? I want something more authentic. So I went to Instagram and I searched hashtag Laguna Beach restaurants. Completely different experience, right? I'm going to see where people are going, like different specials that are happening. Like this is 100% authentic. Like you can't buy your way onto that hashtag. So it's really similar with your service, your product, whatever. You want to think of it as, as though someone might be looking at you, looking for you on Google via Instagram. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Um, thinking about it in a search engine aspect. I love that. I have had a lot of students find me just because of the name that I call myself. They searched hashtag biz coach or whatever mm. it is in your profile. So that's really important. Like I, like people say, like, it's great that you love Starbucks and pumpkin spice, but it does it. Is it going to help you build your business and your profile? Probably not. <laughs> One thing I see a lot of as well, um, especially with some newer businesses, it's a, they'll hashtag like their name or their business name. Mm -hmm. If the goal is to have all your photos in one place, like, you know, you go to a housewarming party and they're like, oh, if you take any pictures, like hashtag like Fred and Darcy's housewarming. Mm -hmm. So all the pictures are in one place, right? So if your goal is to have all your pictures in one place, that's a good idea. But chances are nobody's searching for your business or your blog name if you're brand right. new, right. right? So it, like, you know, I would, I would use that hashtag for something more relevant that could actually be found. Um, but if, you know, if it is your goal to have everything in one place, just pick one hashtag that no, probably nobody's searching and use that consistently. But otherwise I would stay away from using like your personal name, your business name, your blog name, whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Um, so my next question is about IGTV. I really mm -hmm. like it and I find that the exposure is like completely different than a post and so much better. But mm. why, do you, why do you think it's not like working so well? Uh, you know, it's a good question. YouTube has been around for a while and YouTube really has a, a very supportive community. I've never really been a big, uh, like I, I, I mean, I have a very small YouTube channel. I think I have two, two subscribers mm -hmm. um, where I put, put some videos up. But from people I've heard that are bigger YouTubers, it's a really authentic, supportive community. 
And I think that's still where the majority, like the same way we go to Google to search, we go to, we go to YouTube to find videos. So I think IGTV just hasn't created that presence yet. And they, uh, yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it'll ever be what they want it to be mm -hmm. and sort of take over YouTube the same way stories kind of hit Snapchat really hard. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, I have a feeling we'll see them adding some pretty cool features. Like, for example, have you heard of TikTok? No. Okay, so this is the, there's a couple up and coming apps. TikTok is the first one I've seen, I think, that has a really good chance of being the next Instagram. This has a really good chance of being the next massive social media platform. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's primarily, right now it's primarily used by, you know, high school, high school age kids, like 13 to 16, 17, probably. Mm -hmm. And they have, it's a strictly video app and they have some pretty cool features um, for how you can make videos. Like they'll put graphics right in your video and all this stuff. So I have a feeling we might see something similar with IGTV just to make it a little bit funner to use and to make it more interactive. However, I, you know, I don't know. That's just, that's just my feeling. I, I like IGTV, but I don't find myself sitting and watching videos because I feel like Instagram is kind of like a fast, like a, like a quick fix. Like, let me quick flick through my stories and da, 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 da. Okay. I'm done and I'm out of here. And totally. then, yeah, that's kind of how I feel like the user experience is. I don't go on Instagram because I want to watch a big, long video. And even you see on your Inst Instagram, IGTV videos, the, the length of time, I keep them pretty short because attention spans are extremely short. Absolutely. Right. And they've done an amazing job of that, of creating this, you know, you can kind of go in, get your quick fix, watch your stories, do a bit of scrolling. Um, and then generally you're, you know, well, I mean, unless you're in bed and you've got an hour just to scroll <laughs> type thing, you're usually out of there like, you know, kind of quickly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's talk about stories. Mm -hmm. um, even if somebody has a small following, I always encourage people to get on the stories because it's, oh, yeah. it's a way to just show a different side of you. And so if people are doing stories, they think that their reach is only to their account, but how can they expand their reach if they're doing stories? Oh my gosh. Great question. This is, this is a really, really big thing. Okay. So Okay, so I'm gonna start. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with posts, and then and then I promise this will tie in. Okay. Perfect. So with posts, the like right now there is a lot of factors to go into how your posts get seen. There is the activity and like essentially the activity. So what like the people that follow you, what they like, what they comment on, who they follow will have an impact on if they see your post, whether it's relevant, right? Um, essentially when you release a post, Instagram releases it to your first wave of like loyal followers. This is one of the people that always like, always comment. If those guys like comment, spend time on the post, then you get released to the next wave, to the next wave, to the next wave, right? This is why, um, for example, it, like having, you know how a lot of people are attached to having like a really pretty grid mm -hmm. that can actually really hurt your reach. Because mm -hmm. what happens is if your loyal followers are consistently seeing the same type of photo from you. A lot of the time they're just going to start to scroll past it. And then people are like, oh my God, what happened to my engagement? And it's like, well, you know, you haven't done anything to stand out lately. And so your, you know, your first wave, your loyal followers aren't spending any time on your post. So Instagram's like, well, obviously more people don't want to see this post. So we're not going to show it. Hmm. So with your post, there is a whack load of factors. Actually, one of which, this is just good to know, is how much time is spent on your post. The algorithm recognizes, like I follow you, for example, right? So even if I spend five more seconds on your post than normal, 
the alg like when, so I'm reading a long caption, I'm swiping through photos, I'm watching a video, whatever. The algorithm recognizes that as a post that you know people are interested in and they're gonna show it more. So when it comes to posting, there is a myriad of factors that go into people seeing your post, okay? However, stories are very different. Stories are only prioritized based on what you watch, right? You go to your story feed and it's the ones that you watch. Mm -hmm. So the way that stories get off your feed is you need to physically skip over that person, not tap on their story and swipe away, physically skip over them enough times that they get pushed down, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Here's a little power secret when it comes to stories. When you go live, it so like how many people are following you? 16,000-ish? 15.4, I think. Okay, cool. So the chance that, you know, 15,400 people are seeing your posts is very slim, right? right? It's the people that, you know, are interested in your content, blah, blah. However, when you go live and you, you'll notice this on your account, you will be the first story on all of your followers' accounts. This is like a little, again, Instagram rewards activity right? So when you go live, it, it like, that's the only time when you'll get an in-app notification unless you get a message, right? It's like so-and-so is going live and you'll be the first story. So even, so let's say Lindsay, you go live, right? So you're the first story in my account. So I click on it and then I'm like, oh, I'm not interested in coaching. What am I doing? And I swipe away. I still clicked on your story. Mm-hmm. So what happens now is your story, your day-to-day stories are going to show up onto my story feed. This is, this is important because again, I have a much higher chance of seeing your stories than I do of seeing your posts, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I click on your live, I swipe away, no big deal, but now you're on my story feed. So in order for you to get knocked down on my story feed, I need to physically skip over your story, not click on it and tap away, physically skip over it enough times that you get pushed down. So this is why doing stories, like, you know, saying that you put up a new post, doing stories, just talking about your day to day, really, really important. Another big thing I see around stories and and posts and all this is if you're a business owner or, you know, personal brand or you're launching your own business, that's amazing, but you need to respect the platform. Social media should be social. If you're doing four posts a week, one should be about your business. Three should be personal. Stories, especially, you can totally share client wins and all of that, but I want to see you in your story. I want to see your day to day and your whole goal, you know, obviously if you're a business, for anyone who's interested in your business, your goal should, get, should be to get them from Instagram to your website, to LinkedIn, to whatever, because that's the right platform for the business stuff, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like Instagram's more like a house party, whereas LinkedIn is like a networking event you have different expectations for going to both of those, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't go to a house party, you know, dressed to, you know, dress business and with your pitch ready and all this stuff. You go there to chill and hang out, right? And you don't go to a networking event to like, you you know, go have a bunch of drinks and have a, you know, get rowdy with your friends. It's different platforms. So really respecting the platform and using it for what it's for, which is to be social, to let people get to know you that's the main goal of Instagram and then make your goal to convert the, you know, the interested ones over to a platform where it's more appropriate to talk just business. Love it. Okay. So we have a feed we need to take care of. We have stories, we have IGTV and going live. What's kind of your recommended priority? Uh, right now, like stories are always pretty much number one for me. Mm-hmm. 
I always make sure there's a story on my account. Um, there's a really, really good tool. Actually, I'll give you the link for it so you can throw it in the show notes. It's called Storito. Um, this is a fantastic tool for scheduling stories because mm. a lot of the time it's really good. It's a really good idea to take a social media break, you know, on the weekends or whenever you need to, like at least one day a week. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is a, a tool where you can schedule your stories. Uh, you can upload videos, you can put GIFs on it, you can put tags, all this stuff. It works amazing. Um, so that you always have something on there because to be honest, like a lot of us are busy. Some people are, you know, when you're a busy mom, I, I don't have kids, but I have nieces and nephews. So I know how crazy it can be. You can't always, you know, that like sometimes you just can't make social media a top priority. Yeah. So yeah, there's a great tool where you can schedule them. I would say like, I always make sure I have a story up on my account. Um, a big thing too, is I always, I really, again, like, and this is something that I've learned to implement is keeping the platform very social. So I really try to show a lot of me in the platform and I try to be very candid, very open with pretty much everything except probably 10% of my life that I keep mm -hmm. a little bit more, you know, like everybody, keep yeah. a little more private. But yeah, that, that's my main, my main thing I would say is like probably in order right now is stories, IGTV posts, and more importantly, showing up really authentically. So not making everything so perfect, you know, like we all have that like, perfect mom on our Instagram account who's got the beautiful house and the perfect kids. And like, we don't like that person, you know, like yes. we follow them and we're like, Oh, like, you know, we're just like, Oh, she's so perfect. Like, Oh, like, you know, it's not the person that we relate to. We don't laugh at it. We don't like, we're not like, Oh yeah, I've been there when like, you know, the kids are running around like maniacs and I haven't showered today. You know, like you want to really relate to your tribe. So, you know, talk about where you're at, just genuinely in your personal life, what's going on, what's bugging you, what's going well, and, and encourage the same. It's a, it, that, it's a really great platform for that. Yeah. And that's why I was so glad when stories came out because it kind of allowed you to show that other side, if you wanted a more polished feed, or if you just loved scheduling way ahead of time and you're like, I can't put the real stuff on my, my feed. That was, that's kind of my thing. Um, so that's why I love stories. And I think they're, they're so great for, um, that, con that connection with your following. So I love that. Um, okay. I have one more question for you and I'm mm -hmm. trying to decide which one it should be. Uh, you can ask, you can ask two if you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. The first one is I wrote, should we post on our feed every single day? Do you think that's important? Uh, okay. So this is one of the biggest myths out there that there's this, there's this thing that posting gets you new followers. Posting, posting only gets you in front of your followers. It doesn't get you new ones. It's kind of like, okay, so you run a business, right? You know, you know that when you are inputting a client's info, a new client, you know that doesn't result in new clients. You're just maintaining what you have, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know this. Yeah. So posting is very similar. It's, it's something to maintain what you have. However, it doesn't result in new, most of the time, unless the post goes viral, the only way you can go viral on Instagram is on the explore page. Most of the time, like 99% of the time, it does not result in new followers. It will keep you in front of your existing followers, which is important. So with posting, what I would prioritize is quality over quantity. Again, you want to make it so max 25% of your max, I would say. So that one out of every five posts or less or whatever is, a, is related to your business. The rest are personal. So when it comes to posting, what I would focus on is 
like I wouldn't say posting every day is necessarily the best use of your energy, mainly because that's a lot of, it's a lot of energy to think up five posts a week. The one trick I would tell people is a lot of the time what we do is we pick a photo and then we decide to write a caption for that photo. That can be really difficult because now you put yourself in a box with this photo and you're trying to like tailor your caption specifically to it. What I would do and what I teach all my clients, start with the content. Start with what you want to say that week or that day or whatever, and then grab a photo that's relevant. It will make it a lot easier. It'll, and you'll realize how many photos are relevant for the type of content that you're looking to do. It'll allow you to flow a lot nicer. I think that's a great tip and it feels a lot better. I think maybe a year or two ago, it was like really important to post, you know, once a day for sure. And then maybe even more. But I think now I feel like I'm a little bit more lax. Like today, for example, I realized that I didn't have anything to post this morning and I was like, oh, well, uh, I'll just Uh, post on Monday. The world will not collapse if you don't post on Instagram on the weekend or whatever. And I'm, I think that's, that's really important to be mindful of. You don't have to feel like so attached to the platform and just kind of let it be and let it do its thing. If we're obsessing over things, I think it just gets too much. Like I have a, a lot of students that will obsess over, Oh my gosh, I lost three followers last week. Why did it, what happened? Is it because I did this? And it's like, if I could just erase the numbers from the profile, I would, because I think we obsess way too much about the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing too is like, like with posting, like obviously posting is important, but I would say like, if you're doing three to four posts a week, that's amazing. I might get proven wrong. Like there are some changes happening. This might change. But as of right now, that's what I would say. I would also say like, you want to think of like, you want to think about Instagram the way that you use it, right? Like when you go to a new person's account and you're checking them out, how often do you look at their last post and look at the date they posted it? Mm Mm-hmm. Never. I look at it. Well, see, sometimes I do. And if I haven't noticed them for a while, like on stories, I'll go and look okay. and because I always get concerned. I, I worry about people all the time. <laughs> I go like, are they okay? And then I look, okay, well, she posted yesterday. Everything's good. But, but like, that's people that you already follow. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So when you're going to a new account, how often do you look at their last post and look at the date they posted it? Like yeah. never. You know, so if you've got a filled out account, like it shows like you're active on there and I can scroll down, you know, two or three bars type thing and still see pictures, like, don't worry about it. You've got the content on there. If the last time you posted was two weeks ago, the last time you posted was two weeks ago. What I'm looking for more than anything, honestly, for me is I'm looking to see if you have a story. Yes. The pink outline on, on the photo. Absolutely. Right. So I'm not saying don't post for two weeks, but I'm just saying, you know, think about how you use the app and that's probably how other people use it. So I wonder if like, we're almost like can treat it like a blog, you know, we fill out, fill out a blog. When we first start, we're posting all the time and then we kind of narrow it down to once a week and then we're down to once a month, but it's like, we have enough content on, it's like our own magazine. There's enough stuff on there where we don't need to put stuff on there every day, but showing up in the stories makes us more relevant. I don't know. What do you think? I I totally agree about the stories. I would say if you're still trying, you know, if you're still really building your following, you're trying to get that reach, you're trying to, you're trying to build that tribe. Totally. Posting is a good tool to do that. I just wouldn't put all your energy into like five posts a week. Like for me personally, if I can do two to three, that's amazing. Like I'm happy with that, Mm -hmm. but I'm happy with two to three quality posts that I know people will probably spend a little bit of time on 
reading the captions, swiping through photos, watching my video, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's what I would be more concerned about. I also, you brought up a really good point about bloggers. When I was growing my account and actually still to this day, the main people I followed were bloggers. Like the skinny confidential is an amazing one. Mm -hmm. Um, the bitch Bible is another really good one. And look at how they do their day to day. They do a really, really good job because their whole job is to like essentially promote their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Right. So they do a great job on stories. They do a great job just sharing their life and sharing their experiences. So those are really, really good accounts to follow to give you good examples of, you know, kind of how you bring people through a day to day. Because a lot of times people are getting started. They're like, hello, like, what do I share on stories? And like, what do I talk about in my lives? And it's like, just go watch some people that are doing it and find one you like and just sort of mimic it. And then you'll find your own style. I love that. You have just jam-packed this episode with so much goodness. I, <laughs> I love it. It's so important. I wrote down so many notes because I think it's really important to keep up. And sometimes we don't want to keep up and that's why we have you. So Ella, tell us how we can find you and all the good stuff that you share and know so we can learn more about how to grow our Instagram accounts. Absolutely. So you can always find me on Instagram. My handle is ella.j.may. Um, you can find me on my site, ellajmay.com. Definitely, uh, if you're, I'm always on Instagram, so DM me, say hi, always make sure I check those. Um, in terms of what we have going on, so my main priority is I have some done for you clients where we completely run their account from the back end and get it growing. I also have uh, what my favorite thing to do in my business is to really teach people from the ground up exactly how you do this and watch them step into that confidence and it's so fun, which is why we created InstaFame Academy. So InstaFame Academy is an eight week group training program where we take you through each step like from the ground up on exactly how to build an Instagram account and how to build yours. And this is a rinse, wash, and repeat formula. So whether you're growing, like if you decide to grow your dogs in the future or your business or whatever, this is exactly what you do over and over again through any algorithm change to make sure the account is growing and you can monetize it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And thank you so much for being on the show. I think this is going to be a super popular episode. I know it is. So thank you for providing all of this, the juicy knowledge that we cannot find anywhere else. It's, this, this was not fluffy. This was really great. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Want 10 ways for you to start booking your dream clients? I created this workbook for you because I wanted to share my best tips on how I book mine. You're not going to believe how easy these are, and I know you'll be able to take my tips and put them into action ASAP so you can start working with your dream clients. To grab the workbook for free, all you have to do is go to lindsaymaloney.com podcast. Hey coaches, are you a member of the Book Your Dream Clients community yet? Because you should be. Just go to dreamclientcommunity.com to request free access. We do fun things like website audits, challenges, and we even have a book club. Join the free Dream Client community now and we'll see you there. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. If you want to find out more information how you can work with me, just head on over to my website, lindsaymaloney.com. You will be able to see how you can work with me privately or in a group setting. I'm all about helping you start and scale your coaching business, so I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a rating and review. And if you want bonus points, take a screenshot of a review and tag me on your Instagram story. I'd love to see it and share it with my audience. And plus, you don't want to miss another episode.